We tell the stories of those who are missing and their families. Everyone has a story. Some have resolutions, some don't. Regardless, everyone's story deserves to be told. This is If I Go Missing. I am your host, Megan, along with my co-host, Lynn. Together, we are going to be telling you the stories of missing people from around the world. And sometimes we even have their families on as guests for our show. We want to give the families a place to talk and have their story be heard. This is If I Go Missing. Pearl Pinson was only 15 years old when she was last seen in Vallejo, California on Wednesday, May 25, 2016. It started off as a normal day. She was walking to a bus stop to make her way to school, except on this particular day, she did not make it to school and no one has seen Pearl since this day back in 2016. Around 7 a.m. on Wednesday, May 25, 2016, Pearl was walking to the bus stop to make her way to Jesse M. Bethel High School. Witnesses have stated that an armed Hispanic man attacked her and started dragging her across a pedestrian overpass along Interstate 780. Pearl was said to be screaming and her face was bloodied. She was screaming for people to help her and witnesses heard multiple gunshots. Pearl's brother William was also on his way to school when he heard the shots, but he didn't realize that his sister was involved. Witnesses called police, but when they arrived, Pearl and her abductor were gone. It was determined that Pearl had been pushed into a gold 1997 four-door Saturn. Her cell phone was found at the scene of the abduction along with blood splatter. Police quickly determined that Pearl's abductor was Fernando Castro, a 19-year-old Hispanic man. Pearl and Castro were actually said to have been acquainted with one another. According to her page on the Charlie Project's website, though, this is said to not be true. The Charlie Project says, quote, Some reports state that he was an acquaintance of Pearl's, possibly her boyfriend. However, he was not Pearl's boyfriend, and she apparently did not know him at all. Investigators could find, investigators could find no evidence of any prior contact between them, either in person or through social media. Pearl's family said they vaguely recalled hearing of Castro in passing, but he was not familiar to them. As far as Castro's past, he had a minor criminal history, but not for crimes involving stalking or kidnapping. And his family was reportedly blindsided when they found out what he had done, according to the Charlie Project. What is the Charlie Project? So, the Charlie Project profiles over 13,000 cold cases, missing people mainly from the United States, and it does not actively investigate cases. It is merely a publicity vehicle for the missing people who are often neglected by press and forgotten all too soon. A person must have been missing for at least one year to be listed on the Charlie Project's website, and its goal really is just to keep the person's information out there. That's great. Okay. I'd never heard of it. It's actually named after someone that went missing. I kind of assumed that. Following the abduction, there were no reported sightings of Castro and his vehicle until 9.30 a.m., approximately two and a half hours after he kidnapped Pearl. He was seen in the area of San Rafael Bridge in Marin County, California. This is approximately 25 miles from where Pearl disappeared. The next day, Thursday, May 26, 2016, Castro was spotted in San Luis Obispo. This is approximately 250 miles and about a four-hour drive from Vallejo. Mm. He travels mm. fast. Yeah, he um 
he made a little distance. The California Highway Patrol and the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office began to chase his vehicle. Castro drove into a residential area, abandoned his vehicle, and ran into a mobile home in the Rancho Santa Ynez mobile estate. The occupant of the home escaped unharmed. He then attempted to steal a car and began firing upon police while driving away. They returned fire and killed Castro. When police examined the vehicle, there was no sign of Pearl. A trace of Pearl's blood was found in the trunk of the vehicle, but there's not a large enough amount to suggest that she had been seriously injured or even killed. The county sheriff's office noted that the blood found in the car was consistent with whatever injury she had when she was abducted, but it wasn't a significant enough amount of blood to indicate that it wasn't survivable. According to True Crime Society, police did find a receipt with handwritten directions on it in the vehicle leading to Jenner, California. Jenner is a small coastal town approximately 65 miles around 90 minutes from Vallejo where Pearl was abducted. Volunteers reviewed hundreds of hours of CCTV footage and they turned up a recording of Castro at a Bodega Bay gas station on the day after Pearl's abduction. Bodega Bay is approximately 10 miles from Jenner. There was no sign of Pearl on the footage. Police searched Castro's home after the abduction and before he was killed. There, they found notes which are believed to have been related to Pearl's abduction. Quote, there is some indication that different writings have been collected, a Solano County Sheriff's Office spokesperson said. They also said that we have concern with the items that we took out of Castro's home. The contents of the notes have never been released. Police have not released much information about Castro. He had a minor criminal history and nobody has come forward to say he suffered from drug addiction or mental illness. Some statements say that Castro may have been involved in gang-related activity, but this has actually never been proven. The FBI headed up the search for Pearl along with local police and state park officials. On Saturday, May 28, 2016, 65 law enforcement officers searched a 25-square-mile area near Jenner. Nothing was found. The search effort was hampered by the large amount of distance that Castro had traveled before he was killed, which was around about 350 miles. Police found it hard to know what areas to search. Christine Castillo of Solano County Sheriff's Office had said that Pearl could even be in another state at this point. She continued on to say that Pearl could have been passed from person to person. She finished by saying that the Sheriff's Office knows that the suspect was interested in the Jenner area and was seen on tape near there. So what happened to Pearl? Honestly, we still don't know to this day. Months after her abduction, law enforcement was confident that she had a chance to be found alive, and they even stated that they had no evidence that she was deceased. Pearl's sister, Rose Pinson, says that she thinks her sister has been put into sex trafficking and that Pearl could be anywhere with anyone. Rose also says that she believes her sister is still alive and she's not going to stop believing until she has proof otherwise. From the day Pearl disappeared on her way to school on May 25, 2016, the lead detective has been Sean Matson. Matson has been following every tip, twist, and turn trying to find Pearl, but still with no conclusion. Pearl's family is hurting and have been living in a nightmare for years now. To this day, at least twice a month, they go out to post flyers around various nearby towns in the hopes that someone may have spotted her. 
their worst fear is that the most significant clues may have died along with Castro on May 26, 2016, when he was shot in a shootout with police. Though various tips have come in and they are diligently checked by local detectives, no solid leads have materialized. Finally, in 2019, Pearl's story began to get more attention. The story gained national attention after People magazine featured her disappearance in its March issue back in 2019, bringing awareness to the case. In Pearl's case, there has only ever been one suspect, according to police, and that suspect died in the shootout. Most of the crucial information that we could have gotten, unfortunately, died with him. But as we always say, someone still knows something. Maybe you have a tip that you didn't think was important, but anything helps. It does because I agree with the sister. I mean, before you even got near that part, I was thinking, um, guys, why are we not looking at abduction? You put the pieces together. He snatches the girl. You find traces of her in his trunk and she's nowhere to be found. And it, it nowhere was it like copious amounts of blood. In nowhere did it indicate he, quote, quote, did anything to her. Exactly. Um, it's like he just grabbed her and took her wherever she needed to be. That's what mm-hmm. it sounds like to me, the whole thing. It's, yeah, I mean, it sounds literally like yeah. what they're saying. He was just the abductor. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just the vehicle to get the girl. Mm-hmm. And he maybe wounded her enough that she couldn't fight back all that much. Maybe mm-hmm. she was a little lightheaded. Yeah, I mean, because they said they there was blood all over her face. Mm-hmm. She might have been a little, you know, a little dizzy or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And God knows once he got her away from the crowd or whatever, did he give her a shot of something? Mm-hmm. You don't know. It's not like he would leave the syringe in the back of the car. Hopefully, he didn't seem like the brightest bulb in the pack. But even even if he threw it out on the side of the road, where? Over the 350 miles? Exactly. You're never going to find it. I mean, how many back roads did he take? Did he go straight interstate? Did, you don't You don't know. You don't have a clue. It's impossible. Mm-mm. And I mean, we have a whole two, two and a half something hours from the time he mm-hmm. grabbed her to the first time he was again seen. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it might have been in that little window that she was gone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take mm-hmm. long, guys. No, I mean, literally, he may have, he may have swapped her in transit 30 minutes from her house. You never know. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast these things can happen. And I mean, none of this sounds like a murder and abduction. Uh, it sounds like a snatching. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like anything other than what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine it's anything besides, for whatever reason, she was targeted, grab her, bring her to X location, swap her out. Here's your money. You've done your part. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. As bad as it is... I fully believe that they're right in thinking that most of the answers died along with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless some of those letters or whatever it was they found at his home, that they've not disclosed what was in them. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a reason they did not disclose something. Yeah, definitely. That kind of leads you to think, what did you find in there that you don't want us to know? I mean, seriously, if, if our police are going to properly do their job... They're going to find our missing loved ones. They can't say, okay, so here's the evidence we found, and it leads to da-da-da-da-da, and it leads to da-da-da-da-da, because then da-da-da-da-da is hall-tailing it because it led to him. So Even at that, even if you can't find out who exactly it led to, mm-hmm. 
if you release every single detail you exactly. have in the media, you're going to have Joe Blow coming from around the corner going, I did it. I took her. I exactly. want attention. Exactly. Or when you try to use that piece of evidence to flush out the liars versus your guy, you're not going to be able to because no. you've given You've shown all of your playing cards. Yeah. There are sickos out there that are afraid to do the deed. You cannot play a game of chess mm -hmm. or poker or whatever by yeah. showing your opponent your next move. <laughs> Technically, that's what you're doing. You cannot play a game of chess or poker or any game of strategy without planning ahead and not showing your opponent your next move. Yeah. Technically, that's what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you're basically walking the line mm -hmm. and kind of tit for tat with yeah. a criminal. You're playing his game. There's still that little game that he gets the kick out of. There's still that thrill, that piece of him that exactly. you're playing into. But in a sense, you have to to get your answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To find your guy, you have to play the game. That's why the cops can't put all their cards on the table. Exactly. That is why, you know, they still will not disclose those letters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while tips on Pearl's case have lessened, the police are still remaining committed to finding her. Officials are also asking for information about Fernando Castro. They are interested in where he was known to frequent, who he was associated with, or where he may have visited in Jenner, California. Anyone with information about the case or about Fernando Castro can call the Solano County Sheriff's tip line on 707-784-1963. Or a 24-hour tip line monitored by a private investigator may also be reached at 707-421-7090. The family has also set up an email for tips at help find Pearl Pinson. That's H-E-L-P-F-I-N-D. P-E-A-R-L-P-I-N-S-O-N at gmail.com. If I go missing fans, guess what? We now have a merch store. If you go to our Instagram page at if I go missing podcast, there is actually a link in our bio that will take you to ways to listen to the show. But also the second link in that page is for our new merch store. You can even get merch from some of your favorite cases to help support finding those that are missing. Or you can help support the podcast by getting podcast-based merch with our podcast show and logo and some other cute little sayings and things we've come up with so far. If that's an interest to you, please go check it out. Also, we have the merch that has some of the cases that we talked about on it with that family's permission. I have also partnered with the families to tell them that if we get any profits off their loved one's merchandise, that the profits from that will go to the search for their loved one. So this is an awesome way to support the podcast, get the word out, and also help support those who have gone missing and help in the efforts to find them. Thank you for listening to another episode of If I Go Missing. I'm your host, Megan, and I put a lot of thought in hard work into these episodes. I write, edit, and produce them all myself, and it means a lot to me that you guys take the time to listen. If you would like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at if I go missing podcast. 
Then we also have our Twitter, and that one is at Megan Noel Pod. If you want to reach out and suggest a case, you can do that on Instagram or Twitter by sending us a DM. We also have a Facebook page called Megan Noel Podcast, and we also have discussion groups for the podcast. And the name of the discussion group is If I Go Missing, a podcast.